The next time I saw Paul was in 1981 in the rather calmer surroundings of Air Studios, which was then perched in a building above Oxford Circus in the very center of London's West End. It was pretty much the first time the band and I had worked in a busy multi-room studio complex. You never knew who you were going to run into. We were recording Imperial Bedroom. It's Studio 2 with Jeff Emmerich. But our sessions sometimes overlap with the mixes and overdubs that Jeff was also working on in Studio 1 with Paul and George Martin for Tug of War. You could say that I was really introduced to Paul and Linda by their young son, James. He must have only been about four or five years old and visiting his dad at work when he ran down the hallway from the studio and into our control room while we were doing something tricky with tape and a razor blade. James burst into the room, pursued by his sisters, Stella and Mary, who were about 10 and 12 at the time. A few seconds later, the trespasses were all retrieved by their mother. I liked Linda immediately. She was easygoing and friendly at first meeting, and as I discovered in time, a very thoughtful and kind woman. It was a little strange at first to have the McCartney clan camped out down the hallway, but I soon got used to running into Paul while on the way to the coffee vending machine or playing asteroids in the recreation lounge halfway between the two large studio rooms was a smaller mixing suite for half a week the final mixes of the jam's new double a side town called malice precious could be heard blasting out every time the control room doors swung open the next day I ran into Alice Cooper on his way to work. He was a very likable fellow and completely free of snakes. I immediately ran out to the big HMV record shop on Oxford Street and bought copies of Schools Out and Billion Dollar Babies and asked Alice to sign them for Steve Naive as he had claimed they were the only rock and roll records that he knew when he had joined the attractions. 